Hi everyone. Hi. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Not too bad. Good. We're back. <laughs> um, welcome to this week's episode on a Thursday. Oh, it's a Thursday. Thursday this week. Um, various different reasons. <laughs> Mainly being very ill. <laughs> yeah, like I said, I have uh, been completely wiped out by this <laughs> mystery bug that everyone's got right now. I've never seen you pop so many paracetamols. Oh my god, don't have you not? <laughs> But, oh my god, I've seen, like, everyone, I swear, everyone in the UK right now is just... Some mystery illness. Yeah. But we're still here this we're week. We're still here. Thanks for joining us again. Please excuse my nasal intonation this week. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so, first things first, Chris. Can you believe it's nearly 2023? No. It, is, it has gone incredibly fast. I don't even want to think about it. I... Don't even want to think about Christmas presents. I don't want to think about the new year. I don't want to think about the fact that I'm turning 25 next year. Mm-mm. Everything is just like going so fast. It's just crazy. I mean, Christmas is right on the corner. Less than a month away now. Don't even. I've bought one present. I've bought one present. It's yours. <laughs> <laughs> I've bought my mum's. I don't know what to get anyone this year. Everyone just seems so hard to buy for this year yeah like i don't know what it is but everyone just seems really like out of it yeah normally i'm quite good at thinking of presents yeah but i can't think of anything no. and i'm texting everyone like what do you want and everyone's like yeah i don't really know yeah i don't i don't know either like our family's now doing a secret santa yeah and only doing like one present each because everyone's just like so confused yeah i mean my family don't really we don't really do presents because we're like we're all quite a bit older now mm-hmm. so we kind of just buy for like the kids like the grandkids and yeah. the nephews and obviously I get for my parents but my siblings don't buy for each other so which is strange don't Do you think? think a little bit yeah like your siblings not really like they bought me presents because I've been a kid oh yeah I guess so but like I'm 21 now yeah like me and my brother agreed we're not doing presents anymore yeah I guess so because in a way you're not the youngest in the family anymore because you've got like nieces and nephews and grandkids and stuff. Yeah. Or you not personally having grandkids, like, but yeah. your family. Whereas in my family, me and my sister, who is like 19, are still the youngest. Yeah. So I think we, our present giving is a lot different. Yeah. I mean, I still get presents from like my mum and dad. Yeah. Well, I like present and I'll get them a present, but like. Yeah. I saw Christmas was such a, it was such a more magical time as a kid as well. It was. Now I'm like, okay. Get drunk. Yeah. <laughs> drunk roast, roast dinner. dinner. Yeah, and some wine, and that's literally me done for yeah, Christmas. Pretty much. I mean, I don't really get drunk on Christmas Day because I eat so much. So, yeah. like, but Boxing Day, <laughs> different story, however. Boxing Day is when my whole family comes together. Small Christmas, Christmas Day, the whole family's on Boxing Day. Oh, that's nice. Get smashed. Oh, we do a big New Year's thing where we get smashed oh, on nice. New Year's. I don't really yeah. ever do anything for New Year's. Oh, we do. Come on, mine. <laughs> okay. We do it every year. Yeah, we just have, like, loads of things to eat. We watch the things on TV. We play loads of games. And then, like, at my mum's, the fireworks displays are, like, the greatest thing. Oh, like, you don't even need to go to London. It's massive around where my mum lives. Oh, I'm coming. I don't want to just get <laughs> drunk with a friend. Oh, boring. That's all we Saturday. do. What else do you do on New Year's other than get drunk? Celebrate the New Year together. We have a tradition in, the, in our family. I think it's a Filipino tradition because mum's from the philippines that you have to go into the new year with coins in your pocket mm-hmm. so my mum will like give out coins and she'll have them like, you have to have them in pans apparently so you can like shake them oh. so like 
I don't know, the gods know that you have money or something. But then you go into the new year and apparently that's supposed to like bring good fortune and like good luck and you're going to go into the new year wealthy so you always have to have coins in your pocket over New Year's. Do you get to keep the money? It's only like two peas and stuff. Oh, boring. <laughs> oh, it's going to be so. It's like a tenner or like 50 quid in your pocket. <laughs> okay. No, it's like two peas and 20 peas, but it's like, it's a nice little tradition. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> Maybe I'll come. <laughs> anyway, moving on, we talked well, way too much yeah. about the wrong stuff. <laughs> but, Chris, what are we going to talk about today? Well,. Because the new year's coming up, we kind of want to set up the right steps to start the new year confidently and fresh and, you know, getting a whole new perspective on your business. So one way we can do this is getting your marketing right and not just relying solely on social media. Yeah, I think this is a huge thing. I think I I said it in last week's episode. I was (laughs) like, we need to do an episode on this and how you kind of can't just solely rely on social media to market your business yeah essentially run your business because as great as social media is it could disappear in an instant it could it could be unreliable it kind of (laughs) is unreliable yeah okay so way back in 2019 on march 13th you know 13 being the horrible number Mm -hmm. facebook now back when it was facebook and wasn't meta or anything experienced its worst outage in its history so Facebook, Instagram, WhatsApp, they all went down and it affected basically everyone around the world. That's a lot of people. That is a lot of people. (laughs) So for a large percentage of its users, the apps were just completely, were just completely inaccessible. So you could not even open them, they'd crash, they wouldn't work, they wouldn't load. But for others, only a few functions were unavailable, like DMs, direct messaging, and stories wouldn't work. So some of it would still, so the newsfeed would still load, but a lot of the things that like we use to connect with our clients and our customers were like completely dead. <laughs> and obviously, as a business owner, you kind of need those. <laughs> yeah, you kind of need to be able to contact your customers and clients. Yeah, so I think as business owners and marketers, it kind of seemed a bit of a shock to the system because like people were putting all their little marketing eggs marketing eggs marketing eggs <laughs> in the social media basket um and it could cost them their business yeah i think i think we've gotten so used to using social media for yeah. everything like it's just such a huge thing like we talked about last week but like you say you can't put all your marketing eggs in your social media basket in your social media basket no. put a couple in there maybe <laughs> maybe leave a few in there for breakfast next morning <laughs> i don't know what you want to do your eggs, your social media, your, your scrambled eggs. Or I'm focusing on the eggs too much. But, but yeah, social media is such a huge thing. I think we're so used to using it all of the time for yeah. everything. And because it's, I was going to say it's so easy, but it's not for everyone. No. But we can't just... It's just, I think it's the rise in popularity yeah. that got us. Yeah, I think so. So 24 hours later after that outage, while, you know normal Facebook and Instagram users, the ones that just watch their cat videos and like laugh reactor stuff, just the normal users, they returned to normal and they were fine. But business no business owners. Business owners. But business owners and entrepreneurs were left assessing the damage. So they were trying to understand and determine how many sales and 
connections they lost during this outage even though it's like 24 hours that's a lot of potential sales and a lot of client relationships lost yeah a lot can happen in 24 hours a lot can happen especially if like a lot of your client base is on there which is what we're saying not to do mm-hmm. basically <laughs> or not just do that um and i think if you have such a if you do have quite a big following on social media yeah then there's a lot you could miss out on oh yeah 100 so like the average user was just inconvenienced like, oh no, I can't watch a cat video. I can't browse, I can't comment on, you know, my dad's cousin's uncle's picture of his wife or something like that. And what are you going to do now? <laughs> <laughs> but as a business owner, I think they lost out on so much more. Yeah. So, like, they could be running an ad campaign, like, not making any sales, missing out on business connections, like I said. I think the social media blackout prevented a lot of the business owners and entrepreneurs from marketing their brand. Yeah. Like, it may just be 24 hours, but those connections, those sales are really lost. Yeah. And I think this is something, like, because that 24 hours could be a make or break. Yeah. For a lot of different things. Say you've got, like, a message waiting or a couple of messages waiting. I know, like, um, Meta will, like, try and, if you've got a message or something, I tend to see a little notification pop through, like, reply to this message now to earn a Mm -hmm. fast responsive badge. And things like that. If you haven't been able to get back to a message for a couple of days, that extra 24 hours that you weren't able to get on could have then been that bit of a deal breaker for someone. Yeah, it could have led to a massive opportunity. Yeah. But the fact that it completely was on a blackout, there is no way for you to do anything on those platforms. Yeah, exactly. So you're all probably thinking, you guys aren't making any sense. Which... Because you've seen the power of what social media can do for you and for business growth and success. And we want to tell you that you're 100% right. 100%. (laughs) And we're not denying that social media is a great place to market you and your brand, but it only becomes a solid business strategy when it's done correctly and it's paired with other marketing strategies and platforms. Yeah. Like, we don't want you to put all your energy into social media because you think that that's it. That's yeah. my marketing strategy done. That's, it's just not how it works. Yeah, like social media is just one part of marketing. That's why it's called social media marketing because <laughs> you've got all your other kinds of marketing too. So when done right, like you said, and put with the right things, it can be really, really effective. But when you're solely trying to rely on such an unreliable thing yeah, um, that really you have no control over... Yeah, it can just completely give way beneath you. Then... What you gonna do? <laughs> hmm? Yeah, I think people like Gary Vee and Stephen Bartlett, they yeah. absolutely own the game 100%. when it comes to using this power of social media, social media marketing for their business. But they're probably doing a few things differently than most other business owners. Like, whoever's listening, we don't think it's you. <laughs> you better not be either. Yeah. <laughs> but they're probably having like large established email lists and advertising on other platforms like Google and like a range of different search engines or even just offline marketing. Like I think they're doing a lot more than just putting all their eggs. So so their marketing eggs in their social their media social, basket. Yeah. Which is too right. Yeah, like, absolutely. They, that's what that's what we should be doing. <laughs> so why is solely using social media as a marketing platform so bad? Well Chris. Great question. I think, you know, I've already said a few times, like, stop using just social media because 
it can be unreliable, but at the end of the day, like you don't own the platform. No. I don't own the platform. I bloody wish I did. <laughs> yeah, mate. We're <laughs> recording the podcast yeah. if I owned Meta. Um, I want to be Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> yeah. Me. But, you know, no matter how big you're following, how much money you've spent on the platform, you don't own it. And like I said a little bit earlier, you don't have any control over what physically happens with the platform. Yeah. You could lose your whole Facebook or Instagram page in an instant if something in the back end of these social media sites goes wrong. Or even, for example, we know a lot of people who have been hacked. Yeah. You know, you never know, you know, maybe the security of your account's not quite up to scratch. Maybe you haven't changed your passwords in a while. Maybe you use the same password for everything. Tap, tap, tat. <laughs> um, but realistically, like I say, again, there's no control over what could happen. No. All you can control, essentially, is what you're posting. Yeah. And what you say, and that's great. And you have to use that to your advantage and utilise the platform in the ways that you actually can. But if something goes wrong on their end, if there's a techie problem, then that's out of your control. And you could just lose access to everything Mm -hmm. and all your customers and clients. So you always must have multiple ways to connect and communicate with your audience. And I think this is something that I have spoken about before, like having multiple points of contact and being accessible for your audience and new potential clients to reach you is super, super important. So it, it might look like um, contact forms on your website, um, having you know an easily accessible email, uh, it might be your phone number, it might be your address um, for like mail and things like that. Just having those other points of contact to really make the experience as easy as possible for your customers and then again if social media does go down there's other ways for you to contact them and for them to contact you yeah 100 percent. i think we also forget that different audiences are on different platforms as well yeah so if we're like on facebook and, and on twitter we'll be reaching two different audiences yeah but it makes sense and it's like any of those points of contacts could potentially be compromised. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that's why it's so important to have so many. If you think about it, you know, you think posts, would that be compromised? Yes, hun, there's postal strikes. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Literally. Like, that point of contact has been compromised yeah. somehow. And then, like, your phone number, I don't know, you could lose signal, your your phone company could have technical issues too. Yeah, you the cell could, towers do go down quite a lot. Yeah, you could forget to pay your phone bill and <laughs> you might run out of data or <laughs> something like that. I don't know where I would have got that from. <laughs> I don't know, your email provider might have an issue, your website might go down. All of these things could potentially compromise a point of contact between you and your customer or client. So it's so important to have multiple yeah and i think the fun thing is that it's completely out of our control exactly like (laughs) so many different things of course (laughs) so what would you do if you lost access to all of your social media like your facebook your twitter instagram whatever other platforms you have could you quickly find a way to move on and and continue that contact somewhere else on another platform or in a different way or would you lose out on a lot of potential current potential and current clients and connections so it's really something to think about making sure that um, you're accessible and you have a lot of um, different ways to talk to your audience and the rules and regulations surrounding what you can and can't post on social media as well are always changing i think that's quite important to talk about hate the algorithm don't even get me started (laughs) oh it's just it's so frustrating like these days you don't have to be have to be saying anything controversial 
and you know you could be put on the chopping block yeah do you know what but I mean? they could just ban your account just for no reason <laughs> yeah. i mean i i think that happened to us recently I think. Do you think so? I can't even remember. Joe, like. Oh, yeah. She left a few comments. She might have unfollowed, like, one too many people or something like that. Yeah, we got shadow banned. We did. We couldn't post anything for, like, a week. Yeah. And there is a real life example of how we lost a, potent, a point of contact. It was only one platform, but then again, a lot of our client base is on Instagram. Yeah. So we then had to resort to our other points of contact to make sure that we were still building those connections. And I think it's ridiculous because sometimes people get banned for like simply being so niche yeah. and it doesn't vibe with the social media platform. Yeah. So they ban you because you don't fit in. Exactly. I think it's absolutely ridiculous. I mean, are we not just going back to the olden times then? Like, <laughs> we're in 2022, like, let's get some equality. Like, how can you just not vibe with a social media platform so much so that they don't they ban you? Yeah. I mean, who owns Instagram? <laughs> It's Meta. Meta. Still Mark Zuckerberg. Mark Zuckerberg, babes. <laughs> but Zuckerberg? Mark Zuckerberg, babes. Get your head on right, hand. <laughs> well, clearly he's doing something right. <laughs> but yeah, even social media platforms like Facebook uh, will accidentally ban or flag posts just because their AI gets a bit confused about the post. I hate technology. Like, and that's the thing. Again, it's technology. It's, it's, it's great. It creates a lot of opportunities and there's Absolutely. so much you can do with it. But at the same time, it's so unpredictable. It's because you can't expect hundreds of people to sit there and like look through all the posts on all of Facebook, Instagram and messages on WhatsApp. You can't expect loads of people to sit there and look through it. But that's what this AI technology is lacking. Yeah. The human connection, because they understand sarcasm. The humans understand sarcasm. Yeah. They understand the jokes. They understand what is controversial and what isn't. And I think plugging a load of information into an AI, it's going to get confused. Yeah. Because it doesn't understand that human emotion behind a post. Yeah, exactly. Which is stupid. And it that's is. how you get banned. And I hate <laughs> it because it makes no sense to me. So that's the thing. Like, technology has definitely got its pros and cons. 100%. Let's say. But at the end of the day, I think my point for that whole section was have multiple points of contact. <laughs> make sure that you have backup options if you get hacked or god forbid if you get hacked or if um social media goes down just make sure there are still ways to get in contact and still ways for people to contact you absolutely i think with the whole ai thing and technology being really really annoying <laughs> and the algorithms yeah the algorithms are so annoying your organic reach will continuously decrease yeah if you're like just purely <laughs> using social media mm -hmm. it's really annoying it was great back in the day when a post was made by a business page because it would get incredible organic reach it would get like thousands of views i don't know 90 comments or something like that people were really engaging and everyone would see your business page posts on their timelines and interact with them constantly mm -hmm. people were just popping up everywhere they'd be having conversations it was great then algorithms changed <laughs> Yes, they did. And video posts were introduced. Yes, they were. <laughs> so these are things like Facebook and Instagram Lives and Reels, stuff like that, which is now what drives the most engagement. Mm -hmm. And it's what is pushed to everyone. Yeah. <laughs> it is everywhere. It, 
it almost feels like you're running a race where the finish line just keeps getting pushed away from you the closer you get. Tell me about it. It's like teasing you a little bit, like, oh, it's over here now. <laughs> oh, oh, it's back oh. here now. And let me tell you, Chris. <laughs> I hate reels. <laughs> like, oh, they're just the bane of my life. Like, they, you, can't, you can't even schedule them through Meta. I know. Like, you have to go for an external source, and then it's like, you shouldn't be using this external source. <laughs> and I'm like, how about you let me schedule them then, babes? Mark, Mark, hun, I don't suppose you're listening. But <laughs> the off chance that you are, will you let me schedule some reels, please? It just feels like an uphill battle. Yeah. I just... Stop changing your algorithms, Mark. <laughs> We're out to get you, Mark Zuckerberg. We actually are. <laughs> so to now increase your reach, it seems like the only thing that works is boosting your posts. Yeah. Which means sinking money into them. <laughs> for a huge business, a big corporation, it's easily done. But I think for smaller companies and a lot of startups, it may be quite challenging if you don't have the funds to boost a post to the extent that you want. Yeah. Which is annoying. And I think like when you when you wanna when you spend money on a post, you wanna you wanna see return on your investment. Like hundred percent. Yeah, so like I would never go and tell anyone to like spend loads of money on all of their posts. Because mm-hmm. like obviously you with anything you spend money on you wanna see a return. But you know, you just you have to do it right. Like if you're gonna boost a post, boost one that is worth boosting if that makes sense yeah if it's like a lead magnet or obviously you're going to spend money on like facebook ads and things like that Mm -hmm. like i I wouldn't say to spend money on a a little post of you you know know, at the beach on holiday yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh none of my followers saw me at the beach let me put five hundred on that (laughs) like no yeah i think something that's going to be worthwhile for your audience yeah um there was a study done last year actually that when posting a video or a live on a business Facebook page, it reached nearly a hundred people. Mm. But when boosted for seven days at five pound a day, it reached over a thousand views. Yeah. So clearly, you know, put sinking money behind a Facebook ad or boosting a post, you're going to be getting those big views. But the problem is, this sounded great, but none of these views converted. Exactly. So we know there should. We know there could be lots of other factors that contributed to the lack of conversion, but spending money on increasing your reach doesn't always equal more customers. No, and I'd say probably more often than not it doesn't because it's about obviously hitting the right people. Mm-hmm. Obviously with Facebook ads you can target and things like that and really specifically target the kind of person you want to hit and like the specific audience, but again, if there's no conversions there, there's no return on the money you've put in, so... But that money could be put towards, I don't know, your email marketing yeah. or doing a targeted email campaign. Or getting or, some leaflets printed. Or getting some leaflets printed. We're saying leaflet drop in leaflet every episode. Dropping. Or, you know, buying a radio advert space. Yeah. Like, there is so much more that you could do with that money than sinking it into social media. Exactly. And it could get even get you better reach than social media did. And it probably, probably would. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> and particularly, you know, if you know, you're kind of just using social media because everyone else uses it. Yeah. I think, you know, businesses should be on social media and I think that's, you know, regardless of if your true target audience is going to see you on there. Obviously, you want that to happen, but 
I also think that if you're on social media, then you're still getting your brand out there. Like, mm-hmm. you're building brand awareness. People are kind of going to see who you are. Like, I know a lot of businesses are on TikTok now, and a lot of the followers might just be, like, teens who use TikTok yep. because they find the videos funny. Yeah. Which, you know, is not necessarily the goal that you want to see because maybe that's not your target audience, but also they'll be showing that video to different people. They'll be saying, oh, my God, look at this account who's posted these videos. Mm -hmm. And then that person might know someone who knows someone who is that target audience. And then they think, oh, that's cool. And then then they see this business. And it's kind of always building brand awareness. But, you know, there's obviously different things you can do. Yeah, I just think we're trying to say don't put all your energy into social media. Social media is great because of its rise of popularity. Everyone uses it. Um, It does it can and does get huge reach but i think when we put all of our energy into social media we're putting ourselves at risk yeah of you know deletion or i don't know getting hacked stuff like that we've already mentioned but i think just don't put all of your energy into social media because you're going to get let down don't put all of your marketing eggs into Into the social social media media basket basket. (laughs) i love it i love it but you know it's not uncommon for small business owners to only use social media as marketing platform like you said because of its huge rise in popularity like everyone's on it now like everyone wants to hop on that and use it for their marketing and it's great and we're saying use social media it's brilliant utilize it where you can use it to your advantage you know but there are a lot of more different marketing opportunities out there and different ways you can market your business rather than just social rather than just social media. So, um, yeah, obviously it can be a bit risky on social media, (laughs) Uh, potentially bad for your business if you're not doing it the right way and if you're um, spending a lot of money on social media ads and things like that. And seeing no return. And seeing no return. It's all about the return on investment. (laughs) Not what I'm doing. But remember to build those connections through other forms of marketing too, such as email marketing, (laughs) search engine adverts, even offline marketing, I think we forget, we forget that marketing existed before the internet. Yeah. I think we always tend to forget. And it's coming back. Like it really is coming Mm -hmm. back. People are moving away from social media slowly. It is very slow, but people are, they're starting to, you know, go on the radio, on the news people go on. They go for, like, PR opportunities, leaflet drops, poster advertising. I think a lot of people are moving away from that social media now because they know there are risks involved. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say moving away because I think social media is rising, like, still, like Yeah, I'm not saying that, like, people are moving away at a rapid pace. Like, it is very gradual, it's slow, but they're just not putting all their energy into social yeah, media. Yeah, I think people are probably being more open to different marketing opportunities Yeah, as well as social media. Like like you say, email marketing is huge. Email marketing allows you to kind of um, directly build a relationship that necessarily you wouldn't be able to do through a, like a social media post. Mm-hmm. Like, you can really kind of target the people in your email list to get the right kind of people. Um, And, 
start building those connections through that. And then, you know, leaflet drop in. I'm going to keep saying it. Get some leaflets, fringe neighborhood. Like, I love my leaflets. I think I said it in the last one. Got some Subway vouchers through. I went and bought Subway for, like, dinner for, like, the next nine times because I have nine <laughs> Subway vouchers. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think they're particularly useful if you're a brick-and-mortar business, definitely. 100%, yeah. So they're really great. Um, like Chris said, radio adverts. I love a good radio advert. I mean, I don't listen to the radio that much, but radio adverts, I find, are really easy to get stuck in someone's head. Oh, the jingles are like great. Like, if you've got a catchy jingle now. or a catchy song, like, trustthetrainer.com. Oh, my or God, yeah. Or uk. <laughs> See, you just joined in with me before I even said what it was. Autoglass repair. Autoglass replace. <laughs> see, all things like these. And, like, these are TV ads. And, sure, you can see these ads on social media. But when social media is such a condensed market, there's so such... I mean, there's so much more, but also so much less opportunity. Yeah to stand out in that space. But, so obviously like a radio advert section is like a few minutes. So if you've got something really catchy in there, like we've just said a few, Chris <laughs> literally joined in with mine before I'd said what it was. Like that's the power of a, a good, good jingle. jingle. <laughs> like it's just, it's just really important to consider. And I think like radio adverts are a really good way to go. Um, and yeah, I just think there's a lot more of a chance for you to essentially not lose an opportunity yeah there's there's plenty more fish in the sea as they say there you go i just think don't like there's so many more opportunities there's so many more opportunities out there don't waste them yeah like put your finger in all the pies do you know what oh that's what it's that's the saying isn't it i have no idea have you not have you never heard that saying (laughs) no that is a saying i promise Make sure you're just seizing the day. Like, seize every opportunity that you can find. Just do what feels right for you. Like, don't follow the trends because you feel like you have to. Like, join in social media or, like, specific social media, like TikTok. I think a lot of business owners did do that because they felt like they had to. Yeah. So do what is right for you, but don't miss out opportunities because you feel like... Because you feel like maybe no one else is doing it. Yeah. If no one else is doing it then you do it. Yeah, it's not a saturated market yet. Yeah, do it. <laughs> like, I think, like I said earlier on social media, there's, it's so crowded, like, which A means there's so much room to get loads of reach and get loads of customers. But B, on the flip side, there's also so much room to be outcompeted yeah. and to be covered up by other people. Whereas radio ads, billboards, if you're on a big old billboard somewhere, you're the only bloody one. (laughs) I mean, not if you go to like New York or something. Yeah, obviously. But, you know, wherever you live, I mean, I know around here there's a few billboards, but it's just one billboard. Yeah. And then that's all there is. Mm -hmm. Sure, it costs more, but you probably get more return on investment, particularly because I see like business ones within the sort of industrial site. Yeah. Within the sort of business and like the office parks where we work and things like that. Mm -hmm. And I think... Yeah, there's just, just grab the opportunity and don't rely solely on social media. 100%. Peace out. (laughs) (laughs) Mic dropped. Mic dropped. Who's mic dropped? (laughs) Shut up. But yeah, so God forbid the internet ever decides to shut down. I don't know what I'd do. (laughs) I have no idea. I'm actually so invested in my phone and all the apps, I don't think I'd survive. I feel like people don't want to admit it, but everyone is. Yeah, everyone's just so obsessed with their phones. Like, I know people who are like, oh, 
Like, I'll say, oh, my God, like, I'm obsessed. I'm always on my phone. And they're like, oh, I'm not really. Like, like I pick it up like an hour a day. I'm <laughs> like, no, if you really think about it, you know, I can guarantee you're scrolling on your phone for, like, two hours before bed. Yeah, like, I couldn't, I, like, I was kind of growing up when, you know, I had a flip phone when I was younger and then, like, the rise of the iPhone and Samsung phones grew as I was growing I can't imagine what it was like as a kid anymore without, like, I couldn't, I can't imagine what my childhood would be like with a phone. Yeah, I know what you mean. Like, me and my sister are five years apart and she grew up with, like, a touchscreen phone and an iPad, but I was, you know, playing with Barbie dolls and I had this big Barbie dream house that I absolutely adored and I just can't, our childhoods were so different because of the rise of technology and stuff. But it's so weird to see it go from me listening to adverts on the radio on the way to school in the mornings to now solely advertising on social media. Yeah. It's just so... Things are just so weird. It is so weird. <laughs> but it's interesting what you say about, like, your sister, like... Because I'm not... I'm closer to your sister's age than I am to yours. Yeah. Which is like, real weird. <laughs> but, like, I my childhood was like yours. Like, yeah. I wasn't an iPad kid, and it's sad that that's the thing now, to be an iPad, <laughs> iPad kid. <laughs> like, that's so sad. Like, I just loved, like, ripping up worms in the garden. Yeah, and like, like, you know when you get, like, an empty box of, like, washing pods, and you'd fill it with dirt and oh, sticks, and you yeah. put, like, a snail in it. Yeah. you have, like, a pet snail. <laughs> I love that, man. Like... I used to make little, like, houses out of shoeboxes for my yeah, toys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, just... Just get a bit crafty, get a bit muddy. Like I just loved all of it. That's what, that's what it was, and like I, I feel blessed, like grateful <laughs> that that was me. Like I don't want to be an iPad kid. Like I see like ten year olds now with like the latest iPhone. Yeah, and bad. I'm like, sis, what are you even doing on that? You shouldn't be on social media. Yeah, but I think it just shows that the rise of technology is affecting everyone, yeah. and we have to sort of. As much as we say, don't put all your focus into social media. Like it is on the rise. Yeah. And I think it is really important to make those connections wherever you can. Yeah. So whether it is on social media, it is on TV, it's on the radio, it's in paper form and stuck up in your local Costa, like everywhere that you can advertise or market your brand is probably your best bet. Yeah. Agreed. (laughs) Cha-ching! Tie it in. (laughs) Well, thanks for listening to the uh, latest episode of Business Uncensored, The Good, The Bad and The Ugly. Yeah. I did the outro this time. Wow, I keep it. telling you to, and you're like, no. It's because you're just so good at it. You've, uh, got, you've got it. Thanks so much. <laughs> hopefully uh, you won't be as ill next time, and hopefully I won't be ill hopefully. at all. Um, so, yeah, like Chris said, thanks for listening. <laughs> if you loved, then rate and review, please. We love your feedback. Um, all of the social media links are in the show notes, as usual. <laughs> if you want to get in contact with us, uh, our contact details are also in the show notes as well. And, yeah. Thank you so much, guys. We'll see you next time. See you next week. Bye. Bye.